This audio podcast is available on YouTube, iTunes and Google Play. Or you can download and listen to an MP3 audio file from my website or add the RSS feed to your podcast player. If you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, I would appreciate a rating and a review. And on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and click the notification bell icon. If you enjoy an episode, a like is always welcome, as are any comments or questions you may have, which you can add in the comment section below each episode. Thank you. Cheers. Although, uh, if, if people don't like, they're going straight down into David Jones's locker, so they better click the like button. Welcome to the Sim Racing Perspectives podcast for the 10th of March 2019. I'm your host, Davy Jones, and I'm delighted today to be joined by Steve Brown, Super GT. Hello, Steve. Hello, Davy, and hello to all the viewers. I'm trying to think about when I first came across you. I think it was through, through uh, Jimmy Broadbent, and uh, I think Jimmy mentioned uh, your name one time, and then I, I looked up your channel. And I see now, I don't want to go into sub count, but you're, you're almost like 180,000 subscribers. It's really impressive. Well done. Thanks very much. Yeah, I mean, it's been, um, it's, it's taken a long time to kind of get there. I mean, I've been doing it since like 2011. Yeah. It's only really, it's only really the tail end of 2017 and most of 2018 where it really started to go up very quickly. Um, I think in 2018, I gained 100,000 in that year. So. Really? Yeah, you see just how quickly it's, it's really uh, gone up recently. But yeah, really pleased with 180,000. I never really thought I'd get to that kind of total. Yeah, it's, it's incredible, actually, because in my innocence, because when I first joined, I think you had like 60,000. And I've been watching your videos and I, I, I never really followed the sub count. And I was doing some no taking some notes yesterday for this conversation. And I realized, wow, you're almost nearly 180,000. So as you said, you've gone up by 100 just in 2018 alone. Now, um, I wanted to start from the beginning, um, if I may. Now, I know you've, you've been karting, and we'll get on to that later, but uh, can you tell us, um, who, is, who is Steve Brown? Um, how did you get into karting and racing? Uh, Super GT is obviously a race series, so I guess it's a, it's a common term, but why did you choose that name, and why did, you, why did you then start getting into making videos for YouTube? Ooh, okay, we'll start with the name one. I think a lot of people wondered where that name came from because um, a lot of people always search for that, you know, the Japanese racing series, and they, they always come across my channel. Um, so there's obviously that overlap with that. It, it is actually nothing to do with this, the series, how I got the name. It was um, I, I used to go through quite a lot of game attacks on, on Xbox. I used to change it like every month or every couple of months. And um, there was a car, I think it was on Grand Turismo, no, not Grand Turismo, on Grand Theft Auto called mm -hmm. the Super GT. And I kind of just liked the look of the name. Um, so that was my gamer tag um, at one point. And therefore, that was the name, that was the gamer tag I had at the time of starting my YouTube channel. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I went with. So it kind of, it was all the same on my, my account, uh, my YouTube profile and my Xbox profile was the same. So I really, I really stopped. Um, so why did I start YouTube? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I think the main reason really was um, 
it was 2011 when I started. Back then, there really wasn't much in the way of racing game content. I mean, these days, it's quite a busy place. Uh, YouTube's a very busy place. There's lots of content. But back then, there really wasn't very much at all. And I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm winning some races here. I'm setting some good lap times on, on like dirt two and three. I was getting some world records. I thought... Maybe a good idea just to record this, even for just for me, so I can just watch back because I quite like watching some of my stuff back sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I thought I just start started uploading, and um, people just began to start watching it. That there was actually quite decent views, so I just kind of continued. So there were there, there were decent views. Yep. Um, there was more demand than I really anticipated. A lot more people kind of tuned in than what I really thought, and I thought, you know what. We're getting some views let's, let's just continue and uh, just try to see what we can get out of it and yeah. here we are today yeah so kind of organic in a way and i think that's the same for many even with like with with, with jimmy broadband and gamer muscle it's kind of well okay well i like games let's do some recordings and even myself my channel's tiny but it was the same for me it's recording some gameplay and putting it up and i i noticed now on your channel your channel is mostly um PlayStation, Xbox, I guess, is Gran Turismo Sport and, and, and Forza 7. Um, are, those the, are those the games you prefer and is that where most of your views are? Yep, so, yeah, that's definitely where the most of the views are. Um, and here's why I prefer to play. I, I do like, with the console games, um, just how kind of easy and accessible they are. Mm. Um, so with sim racing, let's, let's take iRacing, for an example. I mean, I love doing an iRace. I love iRacing. I love the platform. I love, you know, the idea of having a proper race. But sometimes you feel as though it's too serious. There's too much. You have to have a good wheel. You have to have all the right equipment. It's it's, it's much more expensive. Um, so something like Forza or Gran Turismo, it's just really accessible. There's tons of people playing it. You can do it on a controller. You can do it on a wheel. Um, so that's kind of why I really go towards those games. And it, um, you know, I've been playing those games, or Gran Turismo at least, since the 90s. It's something I was doing when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of nostalgic in that way. And I just, I, I don't know, I just, I, I find it really enjoyable just um, just playing these console games. But uh, having said that, yeah, I have uh, kind of branched out a little bit more. Got a nice uh, sim rig setup, and I will be kind of branching out more into sim racing. Yeah. So uh, I think over time, you kind of have to... Um, diversify or um move move on a little bit you could yeah. say trying to keep your um, finger, that... finger on the pulse so to speak yeah yeah exactly and mm. uh, making the same uh, making videos on the same game um you know like forza 7 and gran turismo have been out for uh, like 18 months now it can get a little bit tricky to kind of keep thinking of something fresh all the time so maybe just branching out into i racing i mean i racing there's a plethora of possible content. There's so many series you can do. There's just endless possibilities with that kind of simulation. So um, in that sense, it would just make it easier for content creation. But yeah, I, I typically go with uh, the, the console games uh, normally. And I, I, I noticed many, many guys how, who have, for example, um, high-spec rigs and play IE racing, oftentimes, like one guy, Chris Hay, was noting, noticing that he kept his PS4 and sometimes he'll just sit on the sofa and, and boot up the PS4 because it just works. 
And and from my point of view, whether you're paying on a PS4 or iRacing with a motion rig, it's all racing at the end of the day, and it's all, it's all gaming, you know. And and as long as you can, as long as you can uh, get things working and enjoy it, that's the most important thing. Now, I I don't really play a Gran Turismo Sport. I'm I'm kind of fascinated. Um, in terms of the content on your channel, is it mostly live streams you you do, and then it's it's kind of clips of the live streams, which which comprise the fifty and short fifteen or twenty minute videos. The videos from the live stream. So I do a live stream, yeah. um, maybe two or three times a week normally, and then that becomes a video in its in its own right. Normally three or four videos a week. It, it, it varies, of course, but um, but the, yeah, normally the videos are just sort of set apart from the live streams. They're kind of different. And they're just normally of uh, like the FIA series races or the the daily races that you get on the game, and normally, yeah, they're not they're not they don't really cross over from each other too much. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you about that. I made a note on that when when Gran Turismo Sport was announced. There was obviously the Gran Turismo Five and Six, and people were waiting for the next Gran Turismo. And then it was Gran Turismo Sport. And then there was this FIA uh, licensing thing. Are you part of that? And how has that worked out? Because I haven't followed that really. Um, well, I mean, I play. I play the game. I wouldn't say I'm like really part of it. I haven't. I've. I've not really had any communication with Polyphony Digital in any way or FIA. I've. I, I just play the game really. Yeah. Um. But you know, there's like penalty systems in the game. There's a proper championship that you uh, work towards. And I mean, it's not perfect, but it's definitely, I, I think it's a really accessible way of having a, a solid esports system on a console. So the good thing, the good thing is, is that on a console, lots of people can buy the game. Gran Turismo is really cheap now. It's like 20, 20 pounds, $20, $25. Um, I think they've got about 7 million players. So the fact that you can get that many people into sort of an FIA proper series where there's proper rules um, and you can have some proper racing i think that's a really good idea actually and um, in on the most part it has worked i mean there are problems like the penalty system doesn't always capture everything correctly and not all of the cars are balanced so there are issues but um i think it's a good direction that they've taken and it's something that not many other games are quite doing uh, certainly not to that level at least the FIA licensing system, the ranking system, it's also a way of cleaning up the online races. So when you go to play online in GT Sport on the PS4, you don't go out on the track and get rammed. They're trying to clean it up to make the to make the um, to make the online racing more attractive, shall I say? Yeah, that is it's done quite well to be honest. Because um, I mean, there are still rammers, but the thing is, if you're going to start ramming people off and be a dirty driver in general your rating is going to go down and you're just going to get matched up with other people who do that exactly so if you're a clean yeah. driver okay you might get caught up in a couple of incidents but over time if you put some time into it your rating will go up and mm. then you'll get matched up with cleaner people so it's, it's just a way of separating cleaner people from less clean people and it works um i recently made a second profile so i had to start from the bottom and it's a massive difference when, when you're lowly rated. Um, you really do want to get out of those lower ratings as quickly as possible just by just racing clean. Just um, The main thing, I think, really, is just to race clean. Forget about the result. Just avoid everyone. Yeah, be consistent. Get, yeah. Mm. yeah, be consistent. Avoid yeah. incidents. 
um, then you'll get your you'll find your way out of those lower ratings, and then you, you you can have some proper clean racing then. Yeah, and and it's what indeed you mentioned i racing earlier. It's what the it's the what's the basis of i racing. You see people doing like i racing streams, and they're trying to improve their i rating. You know, so so that that's that's the core of of the i racing thing. Because basically, if you yep. don't if you don't if you don't rank up, you don't license up in a way, you can't drive in this series that you want to because it's based uh, based on classes. Now I noticed you're. You have reference to, um, and forgive my innocence in this part, the return of the Ram Shadow. What's the Ram Shadow, might I ask? Uh, okay, yeah. So Ram Shadow is is just what I mentioned there, the second profile that I have. Ah, so, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah so, yeah, so I made a second account uh, mainly. So the reason I did that was to preserve my ratings on my main account. So when I'm just doing silly races, my ratings are going down. So I thought, okay, I'll start a second account so I can do all the silly races on that. And um, I just named him Ram Shadow. Of course, we have the Shadow Realm joke meme. You don't want to get sent to the Shadow Realm by getting rammed off. Yes. Um, and following on from the theme of F4H, I'm part of F Team F4H, or I was. They've kind of dissolved now, but I, I went for R4M. It follows the same format, and we call it Ram for Money. It's just a really silly joke, basically. Yeah, I'm on the community, um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's just a silly little joke, and... Obviously, I'm not trying to ram people off. It's just, it's just, um, it's a, joke, a bit of humor, yeah. really. Yeah. And I watched you driving Bathurst in Australia, and also Bathurst at night. And I think in any game, it's it's quite um, trying to climb the mountain is um, difficult. Mm. And you, you noticed that I noticed that you mentioned you were trying to learn the track, and it's quite difficult. Yeah, I mean, it's it's possibly one of my the, the tracks I've struggled with the most. I I normally look at my lap times compared to the top guys around any track and I'm normally about or within a second within a second and I'm happy with that but around Mount Panorama I was always two seconds off so I couldn't really f uh, figure out why yeah I, I felt as I was kind of overdriving the track just trying to push too much and it doesn't really reward you so that's a track that I definitely really had to or still have to put a lot of time into to really uh, get tr or try to get within that sort of one second buffer zone that I like to get get within yeah, and it's a very difficult track to drive fast, and especially at night when you're driving mm. amongst a pack of cars. Um, I noticed uh, a news item recently that um, GT Sport are going to add a, a Fantasy F1 car, I see, is coming in the next update or so. Um, yeah, there's a, is it super, the, the Super Formula car. Yeah. I think, I think it's a real car. I think it's a real series. Um, yeah, we don't get too many single-seater cars in the game. So it's quite a cool addition, actually. Yeah, and free and too, it, I believe. Mm. Yep. So all the all the additions to the game are free. Yeah. And um, it's kind of it's a weird one because most of the cars that get added are added as part of a monthly update. We've just had that last week or this week. Uh, so this one's kind of separate from that. But um, yeah, I mean, we always welcome extra cars, and especially if it's like a proper racing car like this one. So it's a it's a cool update. Yeah, so Kaz and Polyphony have in Japan have been very busy, which which is really cool. And then I want to talk about um, on the other side, you have Turn Ten on the Xbox and Forza Seven and Forza Horizon. So I guess you go between GT Sport and and Forza Seven. Do you do you have a a favorite on either platform? If you were to go and play for leisure, would you would you pick up GT Sport or would you pick up Forza? I guess they're very different in their own way, but do you have a preference? Yeah, they are slightly different. Um, I mean, the preference for me is these days it is Gran Turismo. I mean, I'm not afraid to admit that. 
Yeah. Um, that I do prefer that. I mean, I built the audience largely on Forza, although recently I have done a lot more Gran Turismo. I, I would typically go to Gran Turismo to have more fun on it. I think the Gran Turismo just, it has a, it feels more like a motorsport or a racing game. It really focuses on the racing where Forza, it focuses a little bit, maybe too much on the cars. It's, yeah. It is all about the cars, I think, which is, I mean, there's nothing wrong with cars. It's just that I'm very much a racer and I love racing. So any anywhere where you can have a proper race, um, that's where you'll f- typically find me. Um, and, and yeah, I think Gran Turismo just does that a little bit better. So this is uh, something that, you just hope I'm just hoping that Forza 8 or the next Forza mm. can maybe improve upon because I've always loved the Forza series and I still play it. I just wish that it could just maybe, um, well, I mean, it's got motorsport in the name. I just wish that it could maybe focus on that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and come away, come away from the whole car culture aspect and just maybe focus on, on, on the, on the motorsport and the racing aspect a little bit more. It's kind of a ogling at cars and making skins and that kind of thing. And then there's, then there's mm. the, the Forza Vista and, and you had Jeremy Clarkson's uh, voice in there before. I see what you mean. And maybe what you just said, what you said that prefer, you, you prefer to race, maybe that then is leading you naturally to, to other things like looking at a set of course, an R factor and um, other things on PC. And we'll get to that. And Forza Horizon 4, I, I, I have, to, have to admit, I own Forza Horizon 3 and 4 on PC and I've barely ever played them. But I, I was just kind of curious. And of course, uh, that's uh, Playground Games. Microsoft bought the studio, wasn't it? So it was kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. And I know that actually um, uh, Sean Cole from The Sim Pit, Sean does a weekly, uh, weekly and daily news thing. And one of the things he noted was how the, the Turn 10 do their weekly updates for their events. And he said that Sean noted in one of the recent episodes that, that, that a, lot of, a lot of games could learn from how Turn 10 managed their community. That's kind of impressive, you know, like the, 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 the Fortaton, the, the weekly updates and this kind of things, you know. So that's kind of interesting how everybody, everybody does, it, does it in their own way, you know. Yeah, I think Turn 10 recently have actually, yeah, they've, um, I think historically, or a long time ago, they were kind of um, less open about what they were doing, but now they're really open. So mm. they do these monthly live streams. They're, they're making it really clear, this is what we're working on. These are the things that you can expect to come up very soon. Uh, yeah, we're listening to what you're saying. So I actually, yeah, I, I really like the way that they, they're doing it now. Um, they, they are listening. They're, they're making it clear what they're adding. Yes. I still think some changes that they really ought to be making aren't being made things like ghosting back markers and, and things like that. Um, but I still think that they are being a lot more open with their approach and, uh, yeah, it's good what they're doing now. Steve, I wanted to ta- ask you about some of the other titles you've been playing just quickly run through them. So you tried out the grand tour game. So what did you think of that? Yeah, I wasn't, uh, the, well, I wasn't the biggest fan. I did like the idea. It's kind of a fresh idea, I suppose, of having, the episodes um, with the clips and then you play, there's like playable parts and then you go back to the cutscenes. I thought that was quite a fresh and different idea. Mm. Um, I wasn't really a fan of the game itself. Like the physics were extremely bland. It felt like a mobile game on a console. That's what I was thinking. Um, mm. And there wasn't, I mean, you're kind of just going around the course. There's no, there's no real... Um, 
I don't know, it just felt a little bit scripted. It just like felt like no matter what you did, no matter which kind of skill you put into it, like the res- the result would be the same. So it, it didn't really feel like I was achieving much by playing it, but it was something different. And I suppose um, it would be interesting to see what Amazon can do because obviously they've got so much money. You never know what kind of stuff they could come up with in the future. So um, baby steps for them, I suppose. But I wasn't a massive fan of the game. No, like, like one of those kind of cheap movie tie-in kind of things that they do when a, mm. like when a Ninja Turtle movie comes out or something. And you tried, um, you've been playing Dirt Rally 2.0. How, how have you gotten on with that? Yeah, I've really liked Dirt Rally 2. Um, mm. I, I really like the first game. I, I think, well, in fact, the Dirt series is a series I've always had on the channel. Uh, Dirt 2, Dirt 3, um, those were some of my earlier videos, uh, earlier games I played a lot and made videos for. Yeah. Um but Dirt Rally 2, I really enjoy it. I think um the feeling of putting together a whole stage is really good. Um and it's the first rally game I'm playing on the wheel. So Dirt Rally uh, 2, Dirt Rally 3, uh, sorry, Dirt 2, Dirt 3, Dirt Rally 1 were all on the controller. So oh, it's really? a, a lot yeah, yeah a lot difficult. of a different experience. Mm. But now on the wheel, on a proper wheel, I've got I've got the handbrake now as well so I've yeah got that, i noticed that got yeah. the full shebang going on uh, so it's, it's, yeah it's a lot it's a really rewarding experience um when you when you hook together a stage and um but yeah I, I really enjoy the game i think it's a very good game yeah so you played dirt rally one on the console i guess was it with the controller yes i had it on xbox with with the controller yeah um it wasn't it was still a good game with the controller. You still definitely play it. Yeah, that's uh, what I believe. Good. That's what I remember that it, people people were managing okay. But it's actually Dirt Rally on PC was one of the is one the game that forced me to get a, a wheel. Indeed, mm. I had the um I had the the game designer Paul Coleman on on the podcast recently. Paul left Codemasters. He's now working in Serbia. Um, mm. And then um, I wanted to talk about the Kuno series. Like so, I set a course. Uh, and I set a course of competizione. You tried out competizione. What did you think? Obviously, it's PC only right now. How did you find yeah, that? Yeah, I, I liked it. I've um, well, I, I I've always really liked a set of Corsa. I've always felt as though um, I can just jump into a set of Corsa, and it just feels really sort of natural and easy to get into. Mm. I feel as though the physics are just very good on that game. Um, a set of Corsa competizione. Um, it was. It felt a little bit weird to me. Um, I, I really love the idea of a dedicated game towards that series, uh, like the GT racing cars, because they're, they're, they're the cars I typically gravitate towards. Um, I felt as though, I mean, it is still in early release, isn't it? So it still needs yes, some yeah, work. It but does. I mean, mm. I like what's there. And um, it's not perfect. It doesn't all work. But um, I think there's promise there. Yeah, And so as long as it, kind of follows the same kind of ethos as the original set of course, so then it should be a good game. Now we'll move on to the your, your hardware. You have the Trustmaster, you had the Trustmaster uh, 458 Italia, which is the Xbox and PC compatible base. And you had the uh, 599XX Evo Rim, which is what I have. And then you had the TH8A shifter and the T3PA Pro pedals. So you've then, um, moved on to Fanatec. So how did that come about? Did Fanatec offer you some gear or how did it happen? Yep. So I wanted, um, the main, the main reason I kind of shifted over really was 
I was building like a separate rig. So mm. I, th- I think for me, um, I, I never liked the idea too much of having sort of, uh, basically I had a wheel stand pro and the Thrustmaster gear was all on this wheel stand pro. It worked fine. I mean, the product is fine. All the Thrustmaster gear is good. The wheel stand pro is good. I didn't like having to fold it up, put it under the desk and set it all up. And then when I finished, take it all away. I just didn't like that. So it's a, it's a pain. I can tell you. <laughs> yes. It really is. Even, even yeah. it only takes yeah. two minutes, but it's still annoying. You still uh, have to do yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's two minutes, too many. So I wanted to um, have like a standalone rig so you can just jump in. And then when you finish, you just jump out and you're done. You don't have to move anything. So, um, so I've now got this, this rig here. I wanted to, I wanted to, um, well, my original plan was to get the Fanatec direct drive wheel. Ah, the DD series. Uh, the, the, yeah, yes. the podium series. Yes. Mm. The podium. Yes. So I was going to get that, um, in January. That's, I think that's when it was going to come out or December. Yeah. But then they, um, they pushed, they pushed it back to April. Uh, but then luckily, um, they actually approached me and they, they, they were kind of, uh, complimentary about the channel and said, yeah, we, we would like to, um, in exchange for a, a review, we'll give you a couple of, a couple of items. So I've got the, a CSL elite, uh, uh, base with the CSL elite pedals and the load cell. Yeah. So I've got a couple of bits from them. I bought a couple of rims. So the McLaren one and the formula, uh, gold, gold edition one. Yes. Uh, a limited edition one. Yes. I noticed that so I bought yeah. a couple of rims as well. Um, and then of course bought the whole rig itself. So the sim lab rig with the racing, the Sparco seat yeah. and, um, and yeah, got all of that. But yeah, I think, yeah, the main reason was really Fanatec kind of approached me, but luckily, I mean, I, luckily I was going to just buy the DD wheel, but then it kind of got pushed back. They asked me, but yeah, they, 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 they kind of just hand it over uh, in exchange for a review. I was kind of, yeah. kind of happy to do that. And fair play to Fa- for Fanatec for reaching out. I think it's a great idea because I, I noticed you tran- you transitioned from Thrustmaster to uh, Fanatec and, and indeed uh, Thrustmaster have this um, TGT wheel with this additional transducer in the back which is like for, for Gran Turismo Sport only Logitech had the, had the Driving Force GT that was the Playstation wheel and now it's Thrustmaster and, and Thrustmaster launched this um, TSPC racer base which is, which is what I have but um, uh, Thrustmaster took the elements of that and they made an official Gran Turismo licensed wheel with an additional kind of transducer on the back for extra effects, which which only works with Gran Turismo Sport. And I I, I feel that perhaps Trustmaster should have reached out for you as a major player of Gran Turismo Sport. So so well done for 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 to Fanatec for jumping in there. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've done well. Uh, just to, I suppose just to, um, I I do wonder because yeah, I've got the big audience but uh the thing the fanatec didn't like or weren't um happy about maybe was that before i was doing the live streams on gran turismo i didn't have anything in view the thing they wanted really was um to have the wheel like in in the in the webcam so that they could actually see it so the viewers could actually see it and which is what i wasn't doing Uh, so um yeah, they they jumped in, and I've I've got it in the view. But I was going to do that anyway because it kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, Thrustmaster. I mean, I'm I'm more than happy with the, the products I use from them as well. Mm. Um, so I, I used to have the TX wheel with quite a lot of the rims, and they all work just fine for me. Yeah. I think the main thing really is the pedals. 
Yes. Um, I, I've always felt that the most important aspect of the whole setup is the pedals, mm. um, especially the brake pedal. Um, and I, I do think that the load cell from Fanatec is better than the T3 PA Pro. Yes. Uh, so even though everything else I think is very comparable and very similar, I, I just think that that pedal is is a massive feature for me. And I, I really need all the sensitivity I can get. Yeah. And that, that Fanatec pedal gives me that. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. And indeed, it's it's what everybody says. Everybody says, no matter what you get, like many people have, let's say they might have a Logitech bass or a Trustmaster bass, and then they've got a Fanatec pedal set. Rather than they're having a potentiometer-based pedal, it's the load cell. And I noticed in your mm. video, you, you got the... I, I find the Fanatec system is very customizable, but it seems to be qu quite perhaps complex in a way. I noticed you got the pedals and then you got this load cell kit that you kind of added on and you had to put in these like these kind of uh, rubber bushings. So how long did it take you to get, get it as you get the pedal to how it felt right? You know, did it take a, a lot of tweaking around to get it ready or how did it go? Um, it didn't take too long, actually. Um, it wasn't too bad. I think the whole, the main thing with the whole sim rig was just putting together the sim rig as in the sim lab part of it the, the framework that was the hard part but um in terms of i mean i suppose most sim racers will know that uh well they will know that you really do have to tweak the settings quite a lot to indeed you to do yeah yeah because it's not like a console game where you just just plug it in and it works it's you really do have to play about with it a lot um, so i think the main thing was setting up the force feedback that kind of thing and degrees of rotation um, which the Fanatec will does quite well. There's a little button that you can just press and there's a little screen. You can change everything quite quickly. Yeah, I noticed that, um, yeah. So it wasn't too bad. It didn't take too long. Yeah. There's a little, there's a little spanner button on the wheelbase and then you have this LEDs on the rim and it, and it works for some games, but not for all. And, the, and the, rev, the rev lights on the base, it's very, very impressive, actually. I like that. Looks very nice. Yeah, I mean, it's a good piece of good piece of kit. It works for me. Works just fine. But yeah, it doesn't. It's not compatible with everything. So not everything works, as you say. Like the rev lights don't always work on every game. Yeah. The the gear counter doesn't work on every game, or you might have to tweak it a little bit. But I mean, for me, it's fine. Just playing Gran Turismo, branching out into iRacing and other sims from yeah. time to time it works just fine so I'm, I'm happy with it yeah and that mclaren rim is a beauty and and i noticed that that was very interesting the fact that you 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 had this i noticed from your your review that you had to screw on the wheel if you like if you didn't buy the additional quick release which again you pay extra for that i don't know why but they have it that way so you be either you screw on the wheel if you want to change the rim you have to screw it on or you pay extra for the quick release a sort of a negative for me but in the positive way that the McLaren rim was for Xbox, so you put the McLaren Xbox compatible uh, rim on the PS4 base and you were able to play Forza on the Xbox. That was kind of fascinating. Did you figure that out by accident or how did you find that out? Yeah, so during sort of research, because I know I was going to be spending quite a bit of money on this, I wanted to make sure that I could get it all done. I want to cover all the bases in as little as in as little money as possible. Yeah, yeah. So it turns out that um, I was watching a couple of Fanatec videos, and I think with uh, how do it, how do I describe this? With the PS4 games, mm -hmm. it's all about the wheel base. So as long as you've got a PS4 wheel base, um, you can put any rim on it. But with Xbox games, it's about the rim. So you just need an Xbox rim, and yeah, then you can play yeah. on Xbox. Mm. 
So I got a PS4 base and an Xbox rim, and then I can play on both. So it's kind of useful. Although I would say that the Xbox compatibility, um, some of the buttons you can't map, for example. So mm. if you if you are just going to buy an Xbox and uh, an Xbox wheel, then it's probably best just buy the Xbox version the rather than the PS4 yeah. version. Yeah, exactly. But for me, at least this way, I can play both, and it, it doesn't matter if it's not quite perfect. No. But it's usable on some level, and it means that you, you, you wanted to set up a rig where everything is there, and all you need to do is change out the rim and, and change the USB. And you, you, I also noted that you said that at the, end, the back of the base, when you have everything connected, you just have a single USB cable, which is very interesting because that's very handy. Because oftentimes, we, we, many of us were running out of USB ports. <laughs> yeah, so there's just... Mm. Um, well, there's one that goes into the PC. Um, so every, so all of the the pedals, the handbrake, shifter, yeah. that all goes into the back of the, rip, uh, the wheel base. And then you've got one coming out, going to yeah. your, your PC. And then, um, yeah, one going back to the PC. I've actually... I've got two because... Um, I sometimes I have to change it between PC and PlayStation. Yes. So I've got two, but I mean, if you're just on if you're just on PS4, or if you're just on PC, then you'll just have one wire coming out. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of confusing, actually. I I'm I'm on Thrustmaster. Uh, when you the the TSPC racer base has a connector to plug in the TH8A shifter into the base, and I thought I would be able to have just one one USB cable in the PC, but that's only if you're using the the shifter in sequential mode. Mm. That can be kind of confusing. And then funny, uh, I watched your review of Fanatec, and then I was thinking how the Fanatec shifter is nice because with the with the Thrustmaster you have to screw off the top. And replace it to go from H pattern to sequential. And I was thinking how the um, the Fanatec shifter is more expensive, of course. It has a button. It's just a button you press to change from sequential to H pattern. And then you tweeted. You came back from Italy, and you, and they had sent you the the shifter yeah. and, and the and the handbrake. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, there is just like a little slider that you just push. It yes. takes you know half a second. So it's quite easy in that respect. Um, but I mean, Thrustmaster and Fanatec, I, I think both of them bring out very good products. I think um, you can't go wrong with either, really. I think they're both. I mean, I've had the shifter. I know what you mean. You have to unscrew it. It takes a little bit longer. Mm. Um, I think Fanatec typically a little bit more expensive, they but are. I do think that brings about a little bit more refinement and uh, com- um, just ease of use, like you say, like this little switch rather yeah. than having to unscrew it. So yeah. it's just little things like that. Small things, um, yeah, indeed, yeah. I mean, um, but I think for anyone watching, I mean, if you're stuck between the two, I think both bring out good products. Um, but for me, I think, as I said earlier, the, the low-tail pedal, Fanatec, I would really recommend a good pedal. I mean, that's just my personal preference, but yeah. um, I think the, the pedals are the most important thing. And have you fa- have you found it helps it helps your driving? Like when you're hitting hitting the brake points on the apex, is that, have you impre- have you found it's improved your lap times in some way? The, the, the improved pedal set. Oh, absolutely! It's hard to say exactly how much is down to the pedals because um, on Gran Turismo, I'm definitely quicker now than I was on the controller. Like 100, percent I'm definitely quicker. Yeah. Um, I think m- most of that is down to just the smoothness. So you can, you know, on a on a controller, of course, you're kind of tap steering and it's not 
particularly accurate and it's not good for tire wear mm. um, with a wheel you can just hold it at, a gen- at an angle and just glide through the turn a lot easier and of course on the on the pedals you can um i mean braking isn't too different but um, i think it's the throttling so on the exit of the turns you can really just hold it more progressively yeah and it's harder to do that with the the buttons on the on the controller but yeah overall definitely quicker on a wheel uh with the pedals i think all of it has helped the steering the the pedals and and everything really there's more finesse basically in your inputs yes. overall exactly exactly yeah yeah um, and you have a you have a a, a forty inch TV. Actually, you mentioned that it works well for you. Actually, I agree. The forty inch TV you had looks lovely. Actually, mounted on the rig, and and indeed, uh, coming back to the Fanatec shifter, that like you pay more, but it, you pay more for it's the it's the ability to press the button rather than having to change the cover. And then back to the wheel stand pro, which is what I have. It's it only takes a couple of minutes to move it into place or fold it, but you still have to do it. And what, like you said, when you have the rig, you just get into the rig and you get out of the rig and then you're done, you know? <laughs> so, and then you, you know, you, you move over then to, you, you have your PC with three screens and then you have your rig. So you're either in the rig or you're working on the PC, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a case of, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm lazy, but it's just, even though it only takes, well, it only used to take two minutes. I, I'd have the wheel behind me. It's folded mm. up. You just unfold it, plug everything in. Yeah and move the screens uh, it takes a couple of minutes it's not that long but it's yeah. just i don't know i just couldn't be bothered i just <laughs> could not be bothered to do it so <laughs> i thought right it's one a dedicated rig it's just so much easier um it looks better it it's, looks lovely just, i have to say it looks very impressive i must say yeah yeah i'm really happy with it um and and i think it is better because of the driving position that you can create yeah I've got a racing seat uh, you can slide it back and forth. Everything's solid, doesn't move. Yeah. Uh, so in that respect, yeah, it's it's just it is a lot of money, but yes, um, I mean it's my job now, so I suppose it's worth worth paying. In the in the um the Simlabs Simlabs rig you have, you're are you sitting in GT position, GT style? I suppose you are primarily. Uh, yeah. So it's more like a, yeah. So yeah, like in a single seater car, you kind of more laying down, aren't you? So. Your feet are quite high up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I sit in quite a yeah more of like a GT kind of position. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a silly question going from the 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 um, the wheel stand pro where where the seating position is perhaps not optimal, and then go, going moving to the Sim Labs rig where you have a proper style. Have you found even the seating position has helped your driving? Yeah, I think so. I think mm. anything that um, makes you more immersed will improve indeed how you yeah. drive i think yeah. um you just don't want any distractions when you're racing you don't want you know you don't want to be going down the straight somewhere and think, oh god i am i'm so uncomfortable or my foot isn't quite reaching or the pedals are moving a bit or you know, anything like that is suboptimal so you don't want any of that but yeah i mean it's really comfortable um i've been doing live streams for like four hours sat in there yeah by the fourth hour, I'm, I'm fine. And, no problem um, at all yeah. with the Sparco seat. Yeah. You see, I know what you mentioned. And of course, with, with because you don't have the wheel stand pro, you don't have the big bar, the upright in the middle. <laughs> so that is... Yes, that, that, that was an yeah. issue. That was an issue because, um, I mean, if you're just using two pedals, brake, accelerator, it's not too bad. But if you want to start towing, using and crossing your feet over, things like that, yeah, 
um, left foot braking, whatever. Um, you don't want that obstruction. So no. that's that's an improvement. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Back to the beginning. You started um, kart racing at age of ten, was it so? Yeah. So I yeah. think the main. I think one of the reasons I'm so interested in motorsport or racing is. Um, well, my dad's a lorry driver. I used to always kind of like big vehicles. I used to love vehicles, and I used to live very close to Buckmore Park Kart Circuit. So yes. big, it's one of the best or biggest kart circuits in England. So I used to drive past it a lot, or my dad used to drive past it, and I'm in the car. And um, yeah, just always wanted to go. I always wanted to have a go, and I did when I was ten. So that's that's when it that's when it all started, really. Um, so I've always had a passion for gaming and racing. In fact, I was playing racing games before I started karting. Yeah. Um, my, my first game was a V rally on PlayStation one. Yes. That was probably about three years before I started karting. Yeah. So I think I've always had a passion or a, a love for, for cars, for racing, for motorsport, but um, karting kind of took that to another level and just doing it for real. You can really appreciate um, just how difficult racing is because I don't, I'm not sure that everyone always appreciates just how difficult it can be. Moving at speed um, like that, yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's mm, difficult and mm. I think there's always a, always there's maybe a um maybe a belief that it's just you're kind of just sitting down and turning a wheel. I mean, okay, yeah, you are, but it's there's so much more to it than that. It's, it really is a difficult to get to the top is really difficult. To be the best, the fastest, it's not easy at all. Yeah. To be kind of it's like it's like the um there's a Formula One series running now on Netflix, and one of the drivers was saying, you know, you have to, you have to let the fear go. So you, you know, you, you, when you're reaching to a turn, you want to brake, but you have to stop yourself from braking yep. to keep that momentum going. You know, you have to trick yourself to brake at the last minute and trust that the car will keep you okay. And indeed, it's the same probably for for karting. And you tried, you tried the um, the R Factor Two kart sim pack now. The, the, I noticed the pack was there. It seems to be. It seemed kind of expensive for what it was. But how did you find? Um, minor question. How did you find setting up R Factor Two? Because for some people, it can be kind of be kind of tricky. Did, did you did you find that easy enough? Because it's it, the R Factor Two is due a, a user interface upgrade at some point. But how did you find the setup there? Like moving, for example, from 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 console to PC. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the easiest thing. No, um, it's not, no. I suppose, yeah. Like we've made these comparisons earlier in the in the in the stream that um, yeah, console games are kind of you know for everyone. They make it a lot more easy um, with the with the sim on with the Sims on PC. It's more um, people are really really into it. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't the easiest thing. But I got through it eventually. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's a weird thing with with Sims. Uh, with simulators i think uh, because i've done karting i think sims are actually harder i actually think sim racing becomes harder in a way yeah because um with karting you or, or real life racing you kind of you're driving with the feeling through through the seat yes and and you get you get all these sensations which with a sim you just don't you just don't get it um so i've I've actually quite struggled. I struggled with the R Factor kart sim. Uh, I really did not find it easy at all um, because you're just not getting any of that sensation. And in karting, you really do drive through the seat. Uh, you feel everything through the seat. Yeah. I noticed that in your video. You said basically, if you want to learn how to kart, just go karting. Don't bother with the sim. Um, oh, yeah. Was, I think that. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I would agree there. 
the R Factor 2 Cartsim pack, it includes Buckmore Park, which is in Chatham and Kent, which you which you mentioned, and I believe you live you live uh, close to that one you mentioned. And then there's Glanigore, which is in North Wales, and then there's Paul Fletcher International in Lincolnshire. And I, I, those three tracks, they're laser scans, so the tracks must be quite quite high quality, I guess. Even, like you said, they're not perfect, but in terms of what they've tried to create, I guess they're, they're trying to get it as close as possible. Oh yeah, in terms of how they look, I was I was definitely I was really really impressed actually. Mm. I've I've never been I've never driven PF uh, International, never driven it, but uh, Granite Gores and Buckmore, I have driven. Yeah, and I was actually yeah, I'm really impressed by how accurate it was. I think if you could um, get the physics like dead right, um, that it really would be a, a useful tool. I suppose you know like F1 teams use simulators all the time. Mm. It's definitely a good thing to do it's definitely it definitely must work if they if they're going to be using it um so if you could kind of replicate that in in the karting a little bit better then you could use it as a tool to practice i suppose but um yeah definitely really impressed by by how well they modeled the circuits yeah and indeed many actually came up last week um sean cole and billy strange were talking about it on their stream that that uh our Factor Pro were, were talking about content they have, and I do believe that's what many of the teams are using. Is this we have Our Factor Two, and then this which is split off from Our Factor Pro. So, Rudy Van Buren, who won the McLaren uh, World's Fastest Gamer, he said, I think he noted that Our Factor Pro is not too far from from Our Factor, but I guess it's a case of of the the best thing they can do because you're not going to get the the seat in your pants feeling unless you have motion rig or something i guess the the the, first, the best thing they can do is is the the kind of the 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 movement of the vehicle on screen and the force feedback and also the audio cues so that seems to be the way to go yeah i suppose that would be it i mean mm. um but as i say yeah it's quite difficult to really simulate everything yeah uh, you kind of have to do it all through the wheel which isn't exactly how it would feel in real life but um but yeah there's certain limitations and i suppose yeah the costs just go up if you ha- if everyone has to buy a motion rig indeed then yeah. it, it just gets too expensive really doesn't it so they kind of kind of have to scale it back a little bit just to expect that people will just have a wheel but um yeah hopefully it, it can improve yeah hopefully so actually i've noted many people have noted what you should do technically is turn down the engine sounds and turn up the volume of the tires that's what many people are saying as long as you can hear hear what the tires are doing if the tires are scrubbing then that then that can also help and then finally you also tried the, the cart craft this kind of early access and the cart craft included also the paul fetcher paul fletcher track in lincolnshire and then two australian tracks how did you find that because gra- graphically that looked to me a little bit more impressive it looked more like project cars 2 than r factor but 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 was, was the driving experience the same i mean i'm only asking because you, you know you you have experience of karting in the real world yeah i actually was really impressed by Cartcraft. again it's still difficult because you're not getting the seat of the pants sensation yeah but uh, I could I could really see things that work in real life were working on the sim, which I was impressed about. It's it's kind of hard. It's not. It's still not the same. Like yeah. driving a cart for real is it's still not the same as driving in the, in in cartcraft. But things were carrying over, so it's an improvement I think on the R factor cart sim at least. I felt it was a better version. The graphics were good. Um, the modelling of the tracks was good as well. The sound was really good. I was impressed by that. You said that, and it looked pretty. Um, so I there, thought, yeah. Pro- mm. Yeah, so there's promise, I think, with Cartcraft. Um, 
I'm, I'm interested to see how that how that develops. Yeah, and then you had a clip of a replay in your video of Cardcraft, and there was a chain swinging around. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah so there's little um, uh, graphic things that might need to be improved, but um, it's a very small team. I think it's like one or two guys, isn't it, working on that? Yes, so, yes, I believe so. Um, it's Australia. impressive what they've achieved. Yeah, very yeah, impressive. A very, very small team, even like. Kunos in Italy have achieved a lot and then there are like 20 or 30 guys but then again then you're down to two or three guys so and then a, a final question and we'll talk about your other channel for example many people who drive Forza or Gran Turismo maybe they might drive it in chase cam view has moving from to a wheel and then a, and then the, the the rig has it made you drive more in in hood cam view or in cockpit view or do you still go between all the different views even for example like would you choose to drive chase cam even with a wheel or i guess my question is has it changed your driving style changing your hardware yes yeah, yeah definitely um so with forza i haven't changed because i'm still on the controller i think the controller is the best for that so i'm still mm. using chase cam but with gran turismo so i used to use a controller with chase cam but now with the wheel i i've gone for hood hood cam or roof cam i think it actually is yeah um, so yeah definitely you have to change i think um you kind of just need to feel connected to the car yes as much as possible and a wheel with chase cam it just i don't know i just could not get that connection I, i've tried it I, I did try it but um it i just couldn't really feel the car properly with the hood view i, I got that a little bit better with the cockpit view is i could get it just fine as well problem with the cockpit view is that um the visibility is really quite bad so you can't yeah. see very much at all um yeah. and i think you are a bit of a disadvantage because you just can't see as much i was, I was speaking to some of the top players on gran turismo who are at the world finals mm. and um they're, they're saying that basically 99 percent of people are using either the bumper cam so right at the front of the car or yes. the hood slash roof cam so basically everyone uses one of those two views and then not many people use anything else so i think that that is that is the way to go um with a wheel on that game and uh, it's a big it's a big discussion point uh for example like field of view and and like uh, i in all the games i play i play only on pc like i'm tweaking things all the time you know the like the, the field of view what should your value be and, and then i have this um head tracking thing for <laughs> which most people don't agree with but but i i it's, it but it basically comes down to what you said trying to feel as immersed as possible and trying to see as much of the track as possible and if you're in cockpit view and you can't adjust it accordingly or you can't feel that you're you're seeing the track or feeling the track then obviously the the the, the hood cam or the roof cam is obviously the best way to go so end of the day yeah absolutely i think um all, all you need to do really is well, I think people need to accept that as long as if there's a if there's a different viewpoint available, then it's free to use for everyone. Yes. So, um, like so that's why I like eye racing, for example, in the sense that you have to use cockpit. You can't just use some other view. It's balanced for everyone. You can, of course, adjust it a little bit, but um, if you want to use it, then it's, it's free to be used. Yeah. Um, so it's basically a case of whatever's there make make use of whatever is there and adjust it to your own personal preference and and most of all enjoy yourself while you're doing it yeah, exactly yes yeah, yeah and finally then you have a you have a, a second channel i noticed which is kind of interesting 
where you've shown your um, card racing. So you've been racing Club 100 karting at Bookmore Park, which we mentioned. And I guess you're, you're using a GoPro mounted on your helmet. How have you found that? That's kind of interesting. Yeah, so I have, yeah, GoPro camera. Um, it kind of, it wraps around the sort of the chin part of the helmet. So it's basically one of those, it's called a cycling, vented cycling mount, which you'd normally use for one of those, a, a cycling helmet. So it just kind of wraps around and you wrap it around onto itself. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a good view because it's basically right where I'm looking almost. Um, yeah. I feel as though it's, yeah, it captures, a, it really captures like really exactly what I'm seeing, basically. Um, um, well, maybe not exactly, but the viewpoint is very similar. And of course, when, when you're actually racing, you kind of, you, you almost get tunnel vision. Your vision is a lot more narrow compared to what the camera can see but um but yeah i'm pleased with how how the video videos on that channel kind of turned out they i think the views are kind of good for what that kind of content is indeed yeah yeah and um but yeah happy with that and i guess you're kind of invariably you 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 you're driving you kind of forget the camera's there because you're focusing on what's driving and whatever you capture is what you capture i guess so but basically you're what you're doing is you're capturing the essence of the track because and i even i could see I, I looked at the Bookmore Bookmore Park footage from the um from the cart sim and also from Cartcraft and then you had the re- live action of the actual track and I I recognised the layout of the track which was kind of interesting. Yeah, so as we were saying earlier, the the modelling of the circuits has got really good now, and yeah. uh, definitely impressed with that. Now, Steve, have you got? I noticed your your. I'll I'll include links to your social media in the description below the podcast episode. And I noticed your Instagram tagline, I race cars virtually and then moan about it on the internet. <laughs> I thought that was lovely. Um, have you got anything anything coming up on the channel you'd like to promote? or? I mean, there's nothing, um, nothing in particular. It's just if, um, if you'd like, if you like um, you know, Gran Turismo, Forza Motorsport and some sim racing and, and dirt rally, just maybe just check out the channel and yep. see if you like it or not. Steve, thank you very much for joining. I, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Davey. And thank you, all the viewers, for tuning in. Thank you for watching. This audio podcast is available on YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. Or you can download and listen to an MP3 audio file from my website or add the RSS feed to your podcast player. If you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, I would appreciate a rating and a review. And on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and click the notification bell icon. If you enjoy an episode, a like is always welcome, as are any comments or questions you may have, which you can add in the comment section below each episode. Thank you. Is that the, is that the outro music? Do, 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 do.